podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to another brand new TA pod. Um, this is where we're going to talk about the season that has just gone by, um, which should be quite an interesting one. Um, we'll end on positive notes with some transfer stories that have come out over the last couple of days or so. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about the season. I've got Shakes, I've got Craig. But before I introduce these guys, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who subscribed whether you've you know been subbed for a long time or whether you helped us get to the 1K mark last night because there was a big push for that last night. Um, just want to thank every single person. I know to some people 1K might not be a lot, but to us it's something we've worked hard on. Um, we've come a long way from recording these podcasts over Skype calls and um, just bringing terrible audio to Spotify, to be honest. But um, we're here now. This is the first milestone that we all wanted to reach. So absolutely massive thank you if you just watch for five minutes if you watch every podcast um yeah we're just massively massively grateful so um we have got a regular somebody that's been on the podcast for a lot of times and we've also got a new uh a new member of the panel craig who was on one uh last week but first of all shigs fresh back from portugal how you doing my friend you're on mute let me just unmute you i saw it there we go. i'm very well thank you i'm very well uh the, the the last game of the season, I was in Portugal and I was just like, you know what, happy days. And to get forward to, I was just like, oh, <laughs> this is our season in a whole, basically. But yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> good. Well, yeah, I, I was actually at the game, so it was a bit of a, a mad one for me being there. And um, we'll get onto that game a little bit later on. But Craig, second time on the pod, mate. How are you, mate? Very good. Delighted to be back um, and hoping to, you know, th- share the thoughts of you lads in the future as well. Uh, but yeah, that game, just what a way to sum up the season, really, in a way. It, it did the review for us, did it not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We, could, we could just talk about that game if we want to review the season. Uh, big up, Allier. Uh I like the profile of players that we are linked to. Well, we're going to get onto those players a little bit later on. But guys, please make sure you smash the like button and subscribe if you are in here. Please, there's 23 of you. And I saw a stat. I looked on our channel analytics. 70% of the people that watch our streams are not subscribed. Imagine if you all subscribed. We'd be on like 1.52k, so make sure you're hitting that subscribe button, please. That would be absolutely fantastic. And uh, Techers, Dave, we are all good, mate. The sun is shining, the season's finally over. We can look forward to uh, what we hope will be a successful summer for yes. Well, guys, we're going to take it right back to the start. We're going to review the whole season, we're going to take it right back to the start, Shigs. Um, Obviously, me and you had the pleasure of being at Wembley last season. We saw Liverpool oh, win, um, win a trophy, and you know, we, well, we've seen two at Wembley, but um, everything was all good. Then we come into this season, we've earned ourselves a Community Shield, and yeah. you know that game comes. We beat Man City, Nunes dunks on Erling Haaland, as they say on Twitter, and uh, everything was too good to be true, wasn't it? You know what? It wasn't too good to be true. We were in a good position. We played like normally we lose against Man City in the Charity Shield. Played a good game. That, like you said, Nunes dunked on Haaland. And to be honest with you, I was very optimistic. Like we, we played well. Trent scored. 
Salah scored a pen. Like we 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 look like our normal self. Like so at that stage, no one can say that there was anything to worry about. In my opinion, anyway, we looked like we were wearing to go. So I was I was excited, but yeah, <laughs> it didn't it didn't pan out the way we thought it. But it was yeah, like I said, I was looking forward to the Fulham game. Newly promoted, I thought, yeah, we're gonna get easy three one if that. And then yeah, it was that it didn't go that way at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah, and we'll we'll but, get onto that in just a moment. But yeah, Craig, how, how did you see that, mate? We we just beaten the champions at the King Power because I can't remember Wembley was being used for something else. Um, obviously, optimism was flowing, but do you think that performance and result kind of papered over the cracks that we were yet to come and see? Yeah, big time, big time. Like, you know, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about it in in the show ahead now. But as you've seen, it was our mentality towards the bigger teams in comparison to the smaller teams. You know, we beat City yeah. even in the middle of our worst run um, at the start of the season as well. So it, I was definitely definitely hindsight says over optimistic um, than than what we've than what we thought at the time because yeah, after genuinely, I think everyone that okay, nearly quad last year let's let's go forward champ champions league or the pl one of them you know that would be what we should be aiming for this season so um skip past the two cups but obviously <laughs> not but yeah that was a um, at the same time I, I thought you know city were probably the better team as well uh you know on 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 the day but uh we yeah. we got the results but that's you know that's what we beat that's where we got our success over the last few years is being mentality monsters and not not you know, winning matches that we didn't necessarily deserve to win as well so anyway you know we we got our heads up and we shouldn't have but here it was you got to take your trophies when you get them exactly and you know it, it, i think obviously we knew that there was issues and we knew that you know the there were still positions that we probably needed to address i think everybody knew that but i think equally when you have beaten man city and yes it was the community shield it's not you know a major trophy or anything like that i still feel like that you know you have every right to think okay even if we don't win the league even if we don't win the champions league we might be there or thereabouts again we might well nobody predicted that we would drop out the top four you know you see all these people now saying oh i told you so well nobody predicted us to finish out the top four so you know it was the season actually ended worse than what people that weren't predicting us have a good season even thought. So, um, yeah, I mean, what was to come? Shigs kind of alluded to it then, and we'll, we'll just touch, move on to that, I guess. Um, we went three games without a win at the start of the season, which, um, Shigs, I think when we've when we obviously won our title and when we've pushed City all the way until the end, getting off to a good start was always pivotal. And we drew 2-2 away to Fulham. We drew 1-1 uh, against Palace at home and then we went and lost to Man United. So how like, how much of an impact do you think not winning one game in three had for the sort of the rest of the season? I, I, don't, I don't think it was, I don't think it was the, the, us not winning. It was more the, the performances in each of the games. Like it was, the, the performances were so disjointed. Like the Fulham game was like, yeah. who is it's this team, like, like, we just, Fulham were bullying us. And it was just like, hold on a minute. We've just played Man City a week before. Even though, we, like Craig said, we didn't, we, we didn't play the greatest, but it was still, it was still a recognisable Liverpool performance. And then we go to Fulham and Fulham, uh, Mitrovic is bullying our defenders. Like, making, we're making him look like an 80 million pound striker. And it's like, what, what's happened to the team? So then we cut, at the Crystal Palace game, I, I was a little bit disappointed because I think wasn't that the game that Nunes got sent off? 
Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think he should have uh, scored as yeah. well before he got sent off. Hits yeah, the post. Yeah, Diaz scored that good. Uh, was it that game yeah. that Diaz scored? Yeah, but it was yeah, just like goal, we, yeah. we, were, we were pushing, we were pushing, it, and it just felt like the the goal wouldn't come because even with the ten men, we were still we were still bossing the game, but it was just like it was weird. Like for 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 like a twenty minute spell would be on their neck, and then for the next thirty minutes, it was just like. Who is this team like not being able to do five yard passes? And for even me, I'm not gonna lie. Excuse me. I, I still thought we, we would come out and then just be able to be able to put one of our runs together. But it was just weird to see each of the games. And then United game, it was just like we only started playing when we went two 0 down. And it's like, what's what's going on here? Like yeah. we're right back to the old Liverpool where we'd only played like flits and starts. But yeah, it was it was. It was it was a sign of things to come, but little did we know it, it would get worse before it get better. Absolutely, and Craig, you know, seeing Liverpool play in that first three games, for me, it just looked like the most disjointed. I don't know about you, but to me, it looked like the most disjointed Liverpool team that had started a Premier League season in a long, long time. Because we all know that the hard work and the groundwork for a successful season is always pre-season and it always carries on early into the season. And yeah, sometimes in pre-season, we don't get results and we lose and people will moan. But for me, it was always about fitness and getting the team ready. It just felt like last season, that didn't really happen this time. Yeah, I, I thought this is um, counterintuitive, but you know, after the Community Shield, when we won it and Klopp comes out, he says, we're ready. I was like, well, has he ever said that before? You know, like it, it felt a bit like I know we're not ready. I want to, I want to just try and get this into their heads. You know, let's let's you know let's pretend we are ready to go. And obviously, we weren't. You know, and he he must I must have kind of known that himself if he was trying to you know Eat make it happen. Yeah, you know, make it happen with words instead of instead of on the training ground type of thing. So, you know, obviously stuff with Nunes and things like that were we didn't know how how long it would take him to adapt and all that. And we kind of thought, oh yeah, it'd just be like the other guys. If he's playing, he's adapting. Uh, you know, like, cause we've seen Fabinho and things like that in the past. If they're not adapting, they don't play. But we weren't in a situation where we could, you know, bench him for, for a while, take that, like we, when we're at our best, we can take our time with our signings, but we weren't, we didn't have that luxury this year. Um, and I think, I think we all, there was a lot of uh, red flags or, um, flags coming up when Milner started in midfield um, <laughs> against Manchester United and Old Trafford you know that was that was heartbreaking in a way and like I love I love I love Milner but you know he, course, that he yeah. still, that shouldn't be starting those big games anymore so that was definitely a sign of our situation and um, and everything else of that. so the injuries definitely played a part early on and um, I, I hope that's why Milner was starting uh, as opposed to any other reason but yeah it, it 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 took us a while, um, but thankfully, you know, we actually got a result after those those three yeah. games. It seemed like it wasn't going to happen. No, we'll, again, we'll just move on to that one, mate. Um, you know, our first one of the season comes against Bournemouth, and it felt like we saved all of our goals for this one game. Um, yeah, we just absolutely obliterated them. Lewis Diaz oh, gets two, yeah. Elliot Trent, Bobby gets two, Virgil, even Fabio Carvalho, who again we'll probably touch on later in the stream. Um, and for me, Shakes, like, I feel like this was, again, this was foreshadowing what our season was going to be. At the end of a few bad results, we get one really good result and we think, okay, now maybe we're going to turn a corner here. Yeah. And then, without going too far ahead, um, but we did get a couple of good results. We beat Bournemouth 9-0, then we beat Newcastle at 2-1. And by the way, after we beat Newcastle the second time at their ground, 
I think we was the only team to beat them in the season and we'd done it twice. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. again, really good team that we'd managed to beat. Um, so for me, there was loads of these mini wins where it just felt like, okay, now maybe we're going to turn and kick on. But after battering Bournemouth and beating Newcastle, it just didn't happen, did it? I don't know what happened. It's like Craig was saying earlier, it just felt like they started to believe their own hype. Like, oh yeah, we're back. And, and it was surprising because I've never, under clock, we've never taken anything for granted. It's always, okay, right, that game's gone. We move on to the next one. We focus on this one. And it just, I don't know, like, this is the first time under clock where I've looked at the team and I'm like, this don't look like a clock team. The, the energy don't look like a clock team. We're not, we're like, this is the first season season where our midfield has actually been bullied. Like, proper, get off the ball, this is ours, you're not taking it off us. And it was just like, how in the space of three or four months have we gone from being nearly on the, on the verge of winning a quad to struggling to keep the ball against the teams that we should be battering? It was, it was, it was, and we, you know as well, Ben, on the mat, on the spaces that we used to go on, there used to be so much infighting, this person's shit, this person's this, this person's this, and it was just like, no one could put their finger on why everything wasn't gelling. The midfield was was all over the place. The defence, again, sixes and sevens. And, I, and to be honest with you, this, this pre-season, I know I'm getting a bit ahead of myself, this pre-season, Klopp has to have a look back where he thinks things went wrong because we can't we, we can't afford to start next season like this. But 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 like I said, it was just a it was a big mishmash. And I don't know. I think the problem was is that I don't think even Klopp knew how to resolve this. That yeah. that was the first time it looked like Klopp was stu- was stumped as well. Or is that just me? No, I agree. But I just want to touch on something you said just briefly there. Craig, you could come in on this in a moment as well. The centre back thing. Now this wasn't mentioned in preseason. Nobody was demanding centre backs. Nobody was worried that Virgil yeah. and Canate and Matip, all three of them, wouldn't have a good season. I know Canate's probably been the best of the three, but yeah. nobody had those conversations. Nobody thought Matip would fall off a cliff. And again, that was another factor for us. We hadn't just got an aging midfield that needed more bodies. Craig, yeah. we also had a defence where we'd had a few injuries and whatever reason they were dysfunctional and the midfield ahead of them wasn't working and then all of a sudden there's gaps in the defence and it was just an absolute mess from start to finish, wasn't it? Yeah, I like I think the the one thing if if we want to play the you know the blame game type in where to go because everybody every position was at fault um at that stage as well. It, you know, I was not in the category of saying Mane shouldn't have left. I obviously he's an absolute club legend. Um, but if he was time to go, that wasn't our issues. But there is looking back on it now, over the whole season, you can kind of say, like, well, maybe the pressing from the front you had a bit of a knock-on effect throughout. Um, and it took it took a while for the midfield to adjust and the defense to adjust as the gaps were just big all over the pitch. You know, you, you didn't have that gap between midfield and defense. You had the gap between um of the forwards and the midfield, and was it the? We we'll, we'll get to the game anyway. Well, Brighton, I think it was yeah the first Brighton game when 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 it just looked like they had the oh whole pitch. <laughs> yeah, that that was when I was like, okay, no, this system's just totally being done here now. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I I feel like maybe at the start there was a bit of you know kind of protecting uh, Nunes in terms of uh, let's not. Let's not hang out his his work rate because he, he looked like a hard he does he is a hard worker, but is he is he doing the right effort? It, you know, there's a busy fool and things like that. So, I think maybe there was 
some issues up at the, up front that we weren't talking about just to kind of keep the pressure away from him a bit, which might have had knock on. But again, the I, I think the whole thing in general is just mentality and maybe even not to go too mental health into it, but a bit of PTSD from the season before. I agree. You talked about, talked about this quad run. And in the end, we won the, the two worst cups of the quad. Yeah. And it's like, yay! Uh, but, you know. Um... <laughs> no, I agree completely. I think, you know, we, we can't underestimate how much physically and, and mentally that would have taken to overcome that in such a short space of time. And then yeah, they played like, every game. They played every exactly. game. I'm not I'm not looking for excuses for them at all. They don't need excuses. We know how good they are. They should do better. But they also had the World Cup, which did not help us whatsoever because it seemed like we, again, I'm going a bit forward, we started to kind of get a couple of wins together and then the World Cup comes and then straight away after the World Cup, we got Man City. Great. What, what a way to come back to domestic football. Um, so there was just so many obstacles in our way. And again, I'm not looking for excuses for these players. They're more than good enough to deal with these factors to at least put up a, a semi-decent season, whether that's just you get top four, maybe you grab the League Cup or something. We were good enough to do that. That could have easily happened. Um, so I'm not looking for excuses for them. But at the same time, there is a lot in that season where I think, you know what, I'm not actually surprised that we didn't do anything because there was a lack of investment. There was all these problems going on. There were new players coming in. We spent all this money on a new forward that looking at it now, I'm not worried about Darwin Nunes. I think that he'll still be brilliant yeah. for us. But it certainly seems to me that it shifts more towards Cody Gakpo now. Um, and I'm not mad at that because Gakpo is phenomenal as well and we'll get on to him. But um, let's, let's keep it moving. Um, yeah, September came and we thought that, you know, we'll make it on after back-to-back wins, but we hit straight back to reality after a nil-nil draw away to Everton at Goodison Park. A 4-1 hammering by Napoli in the Champions League. Oh um, oh, and yeah, I think yeah. it was after that Napoli game, Shigs, where I just thought, yeah, we're not doing anything this season. Before then, yes. I still thought, you know what? It's still nah. early enough to come out and change it if we can. Nah. You know, if we get... Listen, I, at that point, it was early enough where if we did change something at that moment and go on a win, you know, like a five-game win streak, unlikely, I know, but still possible for this team, we could still salvage something. But after that Napoli game, I think I remember doing a stream about it, yeah, I was on that stream. Do you remember? Yeah, wow. I said the season is done. No. I said it from then, and people were like, "Ah, oh, stop being so reaction." I was just like, "I've never, even though we've had hard games against against Napoli, I've that like, that is the worst performance I've seen under Klopp. The what they, yeah. yeah, yeah. they were tearing us apart, mm. and it wasn't even like they were doing anything special, like. The, the the gap oh my god okay let me calm down because I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> like Gomez being bled on a walkabout like and even 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 if Van Dyke made a couple of, of blocks and stuff we were just I can't remember a stringing we got one goal that's when I think when Diaz came on but like the whole game I was just like every time Napoli got the ball they looked like they were gonna score I mean every time I'm yeah, like. There's nothing we can't stop the bleeding. We can't stop I think it. We were probably still on the, the high line kind of narrative yeah. that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then and then eventually it was like, oh no, it's no longer the high line. Something is yeah. just got complete, completely. I, f- I, I, I think Napoli as well caught us all by surprise at that stage because 
nobody, the management should know because they're professionals. They do the scouting. They look at teams before we play them. But I certainly had no idea that Napoli were going to go on to be one of the better teams in the world this season. I thought Napoli, it will be like a sort of nil-nil kind of vibe. And if we're lucky, we might get a smash really? or grab either way. Yeah, so yeah, either they will get the goal. The, we'll... the, reason I, the reason I say that is because whenever we've played Napoli in Napoli, they've always beat us. It's always been a horrible game though, hasn't it? Yeah, like they're... they're, they're... We've never been battered, like, you know what I mean? No, no, but, they, but they've always... Most, I think the last three times we've played them in Napoli, they beat us. Yeah. So I was already thinking, team, yeah. sugar, like... We're playing like this. How are we? And it wasn't even like um, there was only one guy that I was really scared of. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Mike might be able to tell us. Mike, what's the left winger from Napoli called? Oh wow, really? That's the first question I get. <laughs> no. All right. Um, Kravashka, best bit of bit of a. No, I can't say. Yeah, I <laughs> They call him Caradonna, don't they? They call him Caradonna. He was the other guy that I was worried about, but then when them two started linking linking up, I was like, oh, it's going to be a long day. I was so happy when that final whistle comes. Just get out of there, lads. I think Arthur Mello was happy when that whistle came as well, mate. He was blowing out his backside. Yeah. (laughs) um, Like me down the Power League on a Monday night. I think that's what I compared it to at the time. Um, (laughs) So, <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, Mike, you join us, mate. Welcome back to the pod. Um, yeah, we're just talking about our shambles the, the start of the season was, to be fair. We're currently at Napoli 4-1. Um, oh, we've we've briefly speak, spoken about, you know, the, the normal topics we've spoken about for the last nine months, the midfield, the defence. Just, uh-huh. yeah, what what are, what's your, you know, take on the, the whole Napoli loss and, you know, the whole right. those three, four months, mate? Well, first three or four months, I'm sure I'm going to repeat a lot of things, you know, you guys have already said. Went into the season very hopeful, you know, I was excited by Nunes, you know, maybe it was going to be interesting to see how he was going to link up with the other two, but I was excited, you know, new forward, that's always an exciting thing. He didn't click straight away, I think him getting sent off wasn't helpful uh, for his own development, Uh, so it was like, okay, but, you know, he still had that passion, that speed, so everyone's kind of excited by him. But I think we've seen indications that we kind of turned a blind eye too early on against Fulham in terms of uh, switching off defensive frailties, lack of legs in midfield. But we all sort of brushed that off. We were like, oh, it's, you know, it's Fulham away. It is what it is. We'll get going. We'll get going. We just never seemed to get going. And uh, I think first couple of games, we all tried to turn a blind eye to some really obvious issues. Um, something I said last week about Trent at the back post was one. Uh, Van Dijk not being at it's two. Fabinho not being awake until March. Uh, you know, and Henderson, I've, I'm a guy that will not slander Henderson. I'm not sure why I won't, but I just refuse to. Uh, but he did not turn up and he hasn't turned I'll up. I'll do it for you. No, I'll do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's cool. Listen, I think Twitter does it enough for me. But listen, I, I'll always have space for Henderson in, in, in my heart. But I think he shouldn't. Mike, you know. Mike, yeah. Mike, we all love Henderson, mate. We all no, love no, him. We no, we don't. No, we don't. Well, I, I'm sure we all love him as a, as a captain I, and, a, yeah. and a person on this panel. But we've got to be we've got to be honest, mate. He can't start for us next season. No, he can't. He shouldn't have started us for, for us this season. I think I'm sure you guys have already said, uh, or you probably all thought about already. One of the biggest uh jokes, I think, is when there's a Klopp interview where he goes, We don't need midfielders. Look at the midfielders <laughs> we have. We've got Ox, Nabi, Nabi haunts me, bro. That that haunts me daily. And uh at the time, you know, everyone on Twitter was going, I don't think that's right. We probably do need another one. But And then you had everyone else going, oh, trust the gaffer, trust the gaffer. I'll be honest with you. I was one of the people going, 
well, if Naby can stay fit, if, you know, Henderson, <laughs> if Thiago can stay fit. You know, I was being honest. I was. I was one of the delusional people, but at least I'll own up to it. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Like, you know, Naby, a fit Naby, you know, an on The thing is, Naby, Naby proved he could stay fit last season, so we were basing it on that. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. We yeah. were basing everything on the season before, and I think some players ran too much last season. I don't think they've ever got their legs back. We played too many games. You know what I mean? The amount of games we played last season, some players never got their legs back. And it is what it is. We didn't add to midfield. We were holding out for a Bellingham deal that by the sounds of it was never really going to happen. Um, it is what it is. But yeah, and then get to the Napoli game. We all fast forward all the way to there. So don't talk too much about things. I'm sure you guys have already said. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie, mate. It got to half time and I was like, I might need another pint. And that was pretty much how it's been for the rest of the season. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, guys, stick with us. Keep keep watching. We're just going to briefly get through the season um, and then we're going to talk about some transfer news. But just a quick one. Um, Liverpool have a substantial interest in Manu Kone. They have recently spoke yes, with his yes, agent and it is now up to the club if they decide if they want to make a bid. That is from Fabrizio Romano. Um, so we'll get on to Manu Kone a bit later. Um, but yeah, we'll... Move on to the end of the month, and I'll just briefly touch over this because it was again, it was a terrible game that I was at. But thankfully, John Matip got a late winner. It was Ajax at home in the Champions League. Oh, um, oh that's the game I was to go to with you as well. Oh, it was watching paint dry like Kudus, yeah. that goal that he scored was unbelievable. And it was that moment where I think I was like, Yeah, this team's like walking football now. Like, this team is like watching walking football. I know Kudus is quick and kudos to him but um you know uh sorry that was terrible uh, <laughs> but um yeah it was at that moment where i was like yeah this, this team's muddled man this team needs some serious help i didn't know what the help was and i'm not one of these that screams at clock make changes because i realistically i'm not a tactician i have no idea what needs to change i'm just a liverpool fan i go watch games i cheer the team on so i didn't know what he needed to change but i felt like something had to change we had to make signings in the window we did make a signing in a window and it was an unbelievable signing. We'll get on to him in just a bit later. Um, then we destroyed Rangers away 7-1. Um, again, brilliant win. And we, it seemed to me, Shiggs, it seemed to me that this season we scored four, five, six or seven or even more goals in a game. Like quite often, to be honest, compared to most teams, yet we were still so bad. It was like... It sounds crazy, but if only we could learn how to keep the ball out of our net, we would have been absolutely fine. Yeah, there were there were a number. You know what it was? I'm, I'm, a number of players in any good team that's going to be challenging for anything. You you need at least six, seven, and maybe eight players all at a level to be able to kind of if you're if you're going to be challenging for the league, if you're going to be challenging for the Premiership, you need at least eight players each week, seven or eight players each week. Turning up and doing the business. Now, apart from Allison, maybe Kanate, the first half of the season, there's no one that you could hang your hat on or you could say, right, we're gonna get an eight on eight, seven or eight out of ten performers out. Trent, you couldn't because at, the, at that time, I don't know what was was going through his head, but he just he just wasn't there. Van Dyke wasn't 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 functioning, and it was just like, like we said earlier, none of the team had. It seemed like a lot of the team was still in pre-season for, for whatever reason, still running through treacle. And it was yeah. just like the amount of times you would see players just stop running or let their man go or, 
or Trent at the back post at the guy getting behind him. I lost count how many times. The, the, the Fulham game was the first one, but you can't do nothing about Mitrovic. Mitrovic is a beast in the air. But other times, people kept getting behind him. It's just like... They, we don't. They, we haven't. We didn't even have the squad to really say, okay, you know what? These players aren't. Certain players aren't playing well. We'll bench them and play um, other players. Maybe for B, Maybe Basetic for Fabinho. But right back, centre backs, forwards. We, like it wasn't. It just wasn't clicking. And no matter how many variations of what you did to the team, it didn't. It didn't seem to make a difference. Or was that just me? No, it's true. It's true. Um, and just in that month as well, we we uh, dropped two more points to Brighton, three oh, all. Uh, and then we lost to Arsenal. And Craig, it was after that loss to Arsenal, and I think we were quite harshly done in that game. To be fair, I'm not going to go yeah. too much into that now. But That's uh, he has, yeah. Yeah. but for me, seeing us lose to Arsenal and seeing them start the season so well. I was just thinking, nah, like Arsenal are now. They're not, they're not, but let me make this clear before we carry on. They're not become anything remotely close to what we had done. Like, we, let's get that out of the way, first of all. There's been so many stupid idiots comparing us to this Arsenal team, which is yeah. just so disrespectful. But to see Arsenal start the season, mate, in that way, it was just quite, you know, tough to watch because we'd seen how bad Arsenal have been over the years. And all of a sudden, they make a few good signings and you know, essentially they're going for the title like we was and now we swap places with them. Well, that's the thing. Momentum is, it's a hell of a drug, as they say. Um, like, it, the people, it, we, we've been surviving on it for years ourselves and that's kind of why, like, most of us would think, you know, champ. I think it was the Arsenal game. It was actually around then. I was like, okay, Champions League. Um, that's that's our aim now and that's that, that's kind of the best we can do. But even then, I always thought that we just needed one little run and then that would kick in the, the mindset into the other clubs then that, you know, we're on our way. They'd start losing matches. Usually the Champions League run is just like a, who's not the shittest team, um, which is a weird thing to say for the, the top the top four teams in the country. But like you've seen it over the last few years, we, we haven't been involved, so we don't really pay attention to it, like, it that much. But like uh, United is throwing away, uh, Leicester constantly throwing it away uh, year after year. This is what has happened for the Champions League run. Where this this year is probably the first time where other teams have actually gone on, put these kept kept these winning runs, you know, a few draws in the middle, but they they never capitulated. Um, you know, Newcastle didn't do it. United didn't. They, United were on the edge of it towards the end. But in fairness to them, this has probably been one of the better Champions League runs in the last in the last few years, and we just left it way way too late. And you could see once I think once Diaz is gone, I was like, oh no, here. Yeah, he was our bright spark. The only thing that kind of in a game where I thought, okay, he's he can cut in, he can he can create a chance out of nothing, and that's what we needed. We needed guys to create a chance out of nothing because we weren't we as a team we weren't creating them. Um, and I think yeah, it was it was tough. It's tough to see Arsenal come along, and City obviously fell down as well. But you know, like City are being our best friends, the two of us holding hands, going, "You're gonna be, you're gonna be crap this year." Yeah, yeah, we'll be crap together then. Okay, yeah. um, and Arsenal nearly kind of woke City up in a way. They had to keep winning to wake them up. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's been tough, tough to watch them. But uh, we'll we'll come back. I I actually would 
just for the laugh, I'd, I'd put on some money that they won't make the Champions League next year. Arsenal. Ooh, Arsenal. Oh, wow, that's yeah. a shout. We'll get on to yeah. that. No, I'm, not, I'm not doing this trade. Love it. Love it. You know what he's done there? He's gone, all right, Ben, listen, we need something to snip to get people engaged, right? So I'm, just, <laughs> no, I'm not buying that. Sorry. Listen, we'll get on to that in a bit, but that's a, that's a big shout. That's um, a bad shout, you know. Yeah, uh, no, Chelsea you know coming what? back, I... Newcastle United. No, not United. Uh, no, 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 Newcastle no. and Chelsea. Well, um, You're not a little bit Craig, you know. That's why not United. We um we finished the month strong. I mean, Sig, we were just speaking about you being in Portugal. I was in Portugal for the last two games of October. Um, in a bar, watched us beat Man City. That goal was nuts. The touch from Salah from the Allison assist yeah. was insane. Um, and then we also beat West Ham with a Nunes goal. Uh, but Mike, I'm going to come to you, mate, because we've not really spoken about this. We've briefly touched on false hopes where it felt like we got a win or two wins yeah. together. And it's like, right, we're going to turn a corner. Not necessarily we're going to go for the league. We're not necessarily going to go and do something crazy, but we're at least going to improve. And I think in October for me, it the, just beating Man City at Anfield in the way we did uh, because it was a completely different sort of performance we'd seen at home. Um, we were compact at the back. Joe Gomez had his one and only good game this season. Um, we just didn't look like conceding. Um, so for me, seeing us be able to play like that against Man City, it's like, oh, actually, we can do it. So, yeah, how was you feeling like coming out of that October um, bit of spell at the end of the, the month thinking, you know what, maybe we are actually starting to turn a corner now? I'll tell you what, Joe Gomez must be such a trigger word. You said it and Shiggs turned his mic and his camera off. Shiggs <laughs> <laughs> nah, don't rate Joe Gomez. I think, I, was, I think Shiggs was in the, the chat yesterday, wasn't he? I, I, th I think when I, I heard him talk about Gomez. But uh, my, okay, in terms of false hope, I, there was a lot of stop starts this season. I, I it, not necessarily with the last run of games, although there were moments where it even still felt like false hope. I mean, the Southampton game really, I think, was an important game for us to have at the very end of the season because uh, I think it highlighted the things that maybe have been masked over the last 10 games. Um, but going all the way back to, you know, City and West Ham, even some players giving some stop starts and their false hopes. I think Joe Gomez, you think... I, I You know, I, I think Nunes in a way, you know, with false... So you're talking false hope. Tom Fabinho at this point as well. Uh, there was a lot of players yeah. that were putting in perform performance in against City, put performance in against West Ham, maybe you know, Rangers as well. And a lot of the fans, we were like, okay, this is it. Now we're going to go on the run. Now it's going to happen. It just, something was up the whole season. I, I, I really feel like there will be more understood in the maybe in the coming year or so as to some yeah. internal things that happened. Maybe there were some fallouts. I, you know, I don't want to speculate, but Fabinho, 100%, you know, I think there was a lot of internal conflict with him. Uh, the way he just seemed to drop off and for the majority of the season and then only pick back up. Yeah, don't get me wrong, formation change helped. I don't doubt that. But we've seen a change in Fabinho's form just before the formation changed. And yeah, that's a whole different thing. But uh, in terms of the false hope, though, it's just like, I, it was so stop-start. I didn't get my hope up when we beat City. I didn't, I wasn't, I'm, you know, when I'm positive, I'm positive, but when I'm negative, I'm negative. When we beat City, <laughs> I, you know, I, well, you know what Anfield can do. We've seen it with the Arsenal game as well, although that was actually a turning point where yeah. the fans of the other man, with the 12th man, where, you know, we, you know, Milner, Milner said it the other day in his interview, you know, with the fans' club, you know, the fact that, you know, the, the fans run this club in that respect. Um, and when the players aren't performing, the fans get behind and pull something out. And that's what happened Absolutely. in the City game, you know, and, uh, 
yeah, I wouldn't. Even, it was a false hope for a couple of people, but also they're the same people that thought we were signing Caicedo in January. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Before we before we kick on, uh, big up soccer. Eighty million, yeah. Um, All right, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna we're gonna buy Cody Gakpo, yeah, and then we're just gonna sign Caicedo in January. Yeah, yeah. You know how we're twelfth in the league? Yeah, no, we're gonna sign him. Yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I mean, look, we'll, we'll get on to transfers in a bit, but before we carry on, uh, big up soccer god Evan uh, from Born and Red. Make sure you go check those guys out. I believe they're doing a show tonight uh, talking about transfers. So make sure you go check out Born and Red, put notification and give Evan a follow as well on Twitter. But um, yeah, guys, I'm not going to sit here talking about dropping points in another. I'm just trying to count one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So we're in October and we drop points in 14 more games. So I'm just going to read out the scores. And then we're just going to evaluate the whole section. Leeds is the worst one out of all okay. of them. Let, let me say them all, then we'll react, okay? So, Forest 1-0 at the City Ground. We lost 2-1 to Leeds at home. 3-0 oh. to Brighton. 0-0 to Chelsea. 3-0 to Wolves. 5-2 to Real Madrid. 0-0 to Palace. 3-2 to City in the Carabao Cup. 1-0 to Bournemouth. 4-1 to City. 0-0 to Chelsea. 2-2 to Arsenal. 1-1 to Villa. And 4-4 to Southampton. That Leeds one hurt the most. You that, think the Leeds one you know, hurt the most? You know, you know when you're, yeah. watching it, you're watching it, yeah, and you just sit there stunned. Can I just pause you there and put an image in your head? Imagine being sat next to the Leeds fans when that happened. Oh, That's yeah. Yeah. Was the worst fans in the Premier League. And I was, oh. Oh, you're I, saying the Leeds were the Leeds are the worst fans in the Prem? Is that you were saying? They're up there, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Well, Leicester fans kind of have it for me, man. Leicester and Leeds, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Leeds are horrible. Anymore, I, I, I never, I've never felt so small in my life. Honestly, it was. Nah, I bet, I bet. Worst one for me, man, was the City game, though. I know you can say you lose to City. That City, it's the performance that pissed me off. It wasn't the result. Yeah, that was. Maybe it was a four-one or something like that. Four-one. It was four. Yeah. It was four-one. But the worst yeah. part of it. We turn up in the big games, man. Like, listen, it don't matter how bad our seasons have been, we've always turned up in the big game. It's so the first game on the clock. I think that was a big, big game. That we just we just weren't there. There did was we not take even the lead in that game. What? Did we take the lead against Man City? Or did yeah, we... Salah, yeah. Was yeah. it Salah? Yeah. We were, yeah. Go watch the game. Yeah. Were we playing well up to the one 0 No. Yes. <laughs> and Jota should have scored before Salah scored yeah. even. Yeah, yeah. We had another chance we... as well, yeah. Yeah, and oh, we were right. absolutely diabolical. Just on that run there, weren't we just like again the Robin Hood uh as yeah. as we, like, <laughs> we're like, oh here, take the three points, get off, yeah. get off the bottom. Who's who's next? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Southampton, Bournemouth, yeah. Always been. Guys have to remember as well, Forest for me is not a good one because I have a lot of Forest fans as my mates. And let me tell you now, I was giving them a lot this season, telling them that they're going straight back down and <laughs> then they came and beat us, man. Oh, man, you look. To be fair, that's the one thing Arsenal fans can say, though, isn't it? You know, Arsenal fans saying, oh, we're just as good as... Look, you are. You, we both lost at Forest, so, you know... <laughs> both equal. Well, Forest, Forest drew to City as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. No, Forest actually turned turned it around at home and became quite the fortress. Yeah. Uh, I think United yeah. beat them at home, though, so I'm sure United fans, if they ever catch us saying that, will be like, well, we beat them. It's like, all right, so yeah. in the Beating for us nah. at home, everybody. United, yeah, United, yeah. Fans are, uh, the United fans are still too busy laughing at the fact they lost 7-0 to us, which still blows my mind. That they keep I, I, that is a bizarre one, that, to be fair. 
Well, they keep bringing up, they, they go, uh, the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened in the United-Liverpool game in their mind is Sancho twisting and Milner sliding in front. They're like, oh, this is yeah. the moment that made our season. It's like, bro, we, we put seven past. I don't understand that. But then um, it's, it's all good because they finished two points ahead of us. Yeah. I think let's get back on track. Oh, yeah. Just a moment. Shigs, yeah. uh, oh, sorry, we'll go to you, Craig. You were just speaking. What is the collective then? Um, all of those games I just re- I just read out. What for you were the main? And I know we've spoken about it millions and millions of times. But if we could just summarize that whole list of poor results that I just read out, including the you know the very lesser sides. All due respect to them. What happened? Why did we drop so many points? Shigs, you taking that one? I'll take it. Yeah, Complacency. Right. Complacency. Turning up thinking that we were better than them when the game was already won before we'd even played. You saw it. People jogging. I, I, jogging when they're meant to be marking a man. Other people pointing out you should have been marking them where we should have. Like, where, no accountability. The, the, the main thing with clock teams is every takes, everybody takes accountability for their own play and, how they, how, and their actions. No one was doing it. How many times did you see like when they'd scored, Henderson pointing at somebody or someone else pointing at somebody. And Zach, that Darwin why? Nunes one where Henderson moves Nunes. Yeah! <laughs> Bro, yeah. like, what are we doing here? And, yeah, and, 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 not, and sorry, Mike, I'm going to have to do this. That on a number of occasions, Henderson was the one, it was the guy at fault trying to cajole everybody and not doing his own, not, not concentrating on his own game. Right, like, can I push back? Am I able to push back? Let me, let me finish I'll have a debate with you. I got you. Let, let, me, let me finish and he can go. So, as a, as was, I don't know what it is. The number of times it just looked like, even when he wouldn't start, he would come on, he would take the armband. There was never, I can only think of maybe, maybe, maybe one game where he came on and made a difference. A lot of the time when he played, and, I, and this is not uh, Henderson, I'm shooting down Henderson because there was plenty of players. Fabinho as well, form dropped off a cliff as well. But it just seemed like he didn't have the same sway that he usually has when he has the armband. Now, I don't know if that's just me, but again, it just seemed like... Because there was one time, I can't remember what game it was, he was telling Trent to do something. Trent told him to fuck off. Like, and I'm like, raw. Like, I've never, <laughs> never seen, seen that happen. So it's just like, yeah, those games, those games were were symptomatic of the season whereby one, the the effort weren't there, two, we just seemed complacent, and three, we already gone into the game like we'd already won the game, and the performance showed it. Right. So am I good to push back? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, listen. So I, I I won't say first off, I agree with the majority of things you said. Let's make that clear. So we are we're not like opposed each other, opposing each other here at all, right? Yeah. I agree that when he came on the pitch, he didn't seem to have the same sway. I agree that there were players fighting each other. And I also agree that the way we entered the pitch sometimes, we were acting like we were naturally going to win the game, right? Yeah. Which is the worst mentality you can ever have. As a competitive team, it's the worst mentality you can have. What I will push back on is, firstly, the Trent Henderson thing, where everyone's like, oh, Trent's gone back at Henderson, he's lost the dresser, and da 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 There have been plenty of examples over the last couple of years. Well, just in football in general, the best teams, right? I've seen, I've seen Poyo fight Messi, right? Mm. I've seen Van Dyke Matip go at each other. I've seen Van Dyke and Allison go at each other. Yeah, I've seen Henderson and Van Dyke do it. I've seen Henderson and Milner do it. All that is, all that is, is frustration on the football pitch between two football players. There's still respect there. Listen to how Trent talks about Henderson. I'd, I'll never buy into that kind of thing. Henderson has the respect of the dressing room. I don't doubt that. The one thing Henderson doesn't have is respect of, unfortunately, a lot of Liverpool fans. Now, the reason I think that is, and this is where, you know, I wind a lot of people up when I say this, but I, I don't think this is a crazy take. Most football fans are very fickle, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
they play five bad games or they, they have a bad season. Like mm-hmm. most of our players have Henderson's a captain, so I understand why that comes from. Um, he's also in an integral part, an integral area where we need a lot of improvement, right? So naturally, he comes under a lot more uh, focus and a lot more criticism. And he deserves a lot of the criticism, make that clear. His performances haven't been good. He's actually been one of the worst midfielders. I don't doubt that. However, take away the names from it. So just take away names, right? You've got a uh, 32, 32, I think 32, right? You've got a 32-year-old midfielder who played 50 games last season, who you're now asking after a full preseason, who also played in the World Cup, to now play a further 40 games, right? That's not fair. That's not going to work well on his no, legs. He's never going to perform. Yeah. It's not, it's, he's never going to be able to perform well. And then the question comes, well, that's then, is that, on, is that on Henderson or is that on Klopp? I think that personally falls on a little bit, on, well, quite a lot on Klopp and also falls into our recruitment issue. Mm-hmm. Now, our recruitment issue has been well-documented. If you have a midfield last season, two of the midfielders, both now in their 30s, Fabinho Henderson, play over 60 games, near a quadruple, the mental toll that comes with that as well, we, we lose two trophies, right, in the final. You know, we lose the Prem last game of the season as well. To then get them to then carry on into next season and still do the groundwork and play the way we play, right? They're never going to perform the same way. They're just not going to. Like, I think it's very easy for us to sit here and go, Henderson shit, Henderson's this, Fabinho's this. Don't get me wrong. Yes, they perform badly, but there's clear reasoning behind it. And Henderson, I don't care what anyone says, he has been integral to the reason players perform the way they do, the professionalism our team shows, and the reason we've lifted the trophies we have. Don't get me wrong, a lot of people don't understand sports and they just, you know, watch it and they play a bit of FIFA and they go, bloody hell, that Kone guy that I've never seen play, he's 80, <laughs> he goes 78 to 84 on FIFA and his dribbling's 85. He's a fucking baller. No, bro, you stop. Don't stop doing this. That's why I hate Twitter in general, bro. If you've never seen the player play, admit that. I've never seen Kone play. I've no I'm, idea. I've never seen him play either. But, yeah, so, but, but the, the yeah. thing with that is, the thing with Henderson, and you're right what you're saying, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing no, no, with cool. him either, but... But but the thing with Henderson is, is that you're the captain. I, I I I I know it's not fair, but you've no, got that armband for a reason. So yeah. when you have the armband, you are the one that has to set the term. You are the one that has to set the standard. And I know yeah. obviously he's human being and he's had a lot and stuff like that. And and, no, and you know you know I'll say I would say it's more I would say sixty percent clock, forty percent. Uh, or f- I would say 65% Klopp, 35% Henderson. Because I agree with you. Klopp, Klopp, at the beginning of the season, is like we have enough midfielders. Where, we, where, where everybody knew, everybody was like, nah, mate, <laughs> this midfield is not going to cut it. We're, we're, because even last season, there were certain games that our midfield struggled and because we had Mane yeah. doing, uh, being able to come in when he normally done and get an important goal, it, it kind of papered over the cracks. Thanks. So when I'm saying about when I'm saying that that Henderson he, he he did play I'm not backing down from that he did play poor this season. And no, I, I agree. I agree. Everyone agrees with that. Yeah. yeah. You also have to remember his role in the system as well. Like Henderson isn't isn't there to you know to, to open the pitch up or, or yeah, do that. The main function of overlapping Salah on the right, getting a first time cross in, and that's why we've seen it when Elliot fills into his position. He's not naturally right footed. So that yeah. whole that whole play that they do of Salah taking in two guys, Henderson going, I think Elliot can't do it. So until we get a yeah. right footed person to come in and take Henderson's spot, McCallister. he's going to play the right. Can I can I just say something real quick before we carry on? Uh, Roberts left a comment: "This Henderson love is crazy when Fabinho gets hatred." Um, I don't agree with this. I think they've both been criticised 
Yeah. yeah. Equally. Now, as much. You, ben, you know that I've gone in on Fabinho numerous times. Everyone has. Everyone I think has. The, reason, the reason there's this staunch defense of Hendo, though, right? And don't remember, maybe Fabinho can get this as well. Is I don't know about you guys. I don't know about the people that are watching this, right? I hate when I got on Twitter and all I see is people just like literally talking about Henderson as if he's, every single they say everything apparently yeah but it's in a way and you can go yeah he's the captain he's the captain it's just so it's like so easy for people to just blame Henderson for everything like there's no there's no time for debate like what me and Shig's about here is how a conversation should go right so two yeah. football fans should talk right we both have two slightly different points of view we both meet in the middle on certain things right that's what a debate is if I went on Twitter, and this is why I don't post football things on Twitter, right? I keep to myself and I wait till I get here. But if I go on Twitter, hip-hop, mate. Uh, thank you very much. Hey, Check man, out Mike right. Quill. Sick yeah, bro. Right if, if anyone wants to listen to good music, go put Mike Quill on Spotify. I appreciate it. All right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Shigs, Shigs, Shigs. Don't do it while we're on there. Don't do it while we're on there. Shigs about to put some of, it, some of your songs on his next set. Yeah, on my next the... set. Yeah. Hey, bro. I'll send you, on, I'll send you some on release. Shit, All right. Like, let's do this after the stream. Away from that. Away from that. Uh, all right, listen, I'll defend Fabinho right now. You're saying no, we'll defend Fabinho right now too. Fabinho, yeah. same argument goes with Henderson, right? It's the same argument for both of them, right? You're playing 60 games one season, expected to play 40 the next. The system playing Elliot where Henderson was exposed Fabinho, right? That's not his fault. He had no coverage, right? So he's constantly being exposed. Fabinho doesn't have the legs to press anymore. But then when we move Trent into that midfield, we've seen the best of Fabinho. Trent was able to cover more ground, right? Fabinho reads the game brilliantly. You don't lose that with age, but we do lose his legs. And we've lost two of our three midfielders, if not all three, especially when we play Thiago. No offense, because I love Thiago. We had no legs, no legs in midfield. We had three players that can read, well, two players that can read the game very well and a player that is very vocal that can lead other players, right? But we had no one who could actually run anywhere. But that, and yeah. that's our biggest issue. So that is yeah. defense for Fabinho, right? Sorry, go on. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. When Robert says no one defends Fabinho, when Fabinho has deserved praise, we've all given him. Like, as soon as Trent goes into midfield with him, I'm not saying that Fabinho all of a sudden became prime Fabinho again. I don't think we'll ever see that again. And I think most people would agree. But what we did see is he significantly improved when a player, and this sounds crazy, that can actually play football in midfield next to him. You know, we actually saw Fabinho improve a lot. And you're right. I think it just depends where you look, Robert. If you look on Twitter then you'll see different things. When you listen to podcasts here, where it's just honest people being honest about every single individual, regardless of if you love Mohamed Salah or if you love Sadio Mane, or we don't care. We're honest. And, you know, that's that's where you need to listen more to, mate. Not people that would just wake up, join a space and start hating on Henderson every day. Oh, that's a statement. I like, I've, seen, I've seen, bro, look at it. Now, go on. You talk, you talk. You got yeah, it. Mohamed says, Fabinho's drop-off was way worse than Hendo, so it looked worse. Shigs. Listen, how many times... I, I lost how many times would we, did I come on in Ben and saying listen Fabinho has been trash like I bro I bro was I wrong you, you, you were no 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 you weren't wrong you weren't wrong you were right like you are yeah, right like, in that he didn't perform well. was awful like it just like bro how are you not making a five I get the running thing I get that I get that energy okay Five yard pass, bro. Five yards. It's, it's, he's there. Yeah. You can see him. It's it's a line. And you're 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 messing up. What are we doing? You're getting what 80, 90 grand a week. I could do that, bro. Put me in a red shirt. Benio. Bro, listen. I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. You you cannot make a five yard pass. I'm actually gonna call you on. No, I can't. Trust me. Okay, let's 
and but, 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 but the main thing was that whenever before I would say like you said March time Fabinho yeah. always looked like he was running through treacle. He, he always did like it was. It was. It was. He's never been blessed. The whole, the whole team did as well. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, like normally, where our engine room is, where we overpower teams, where we that's where we begin to put our foot on other teams' necks, and then and then progress from there. It wasn't. We weren't able to do it, and as a, as a result of that, the the, the result suffered because right. the defense was having to do more work. Mark, I'll create one on this because I want to move on. Yeah. I was oh, going yeah, to ask, ask you one question before you moved on, if that's okay. Would you start Fabinho? So, hypothetically, next season, first game is uh, Luton away. Call it what you want. If I've called that, oh, by the goodness. way, I want credit. I reckon we will get Luton away. But let's say we have two midfielders. We don't sign three. Let's say we sign two. All two are available in the sense of McAllister and, let's say, Taram, right? Mm-hmm. Would you start Fabinho in the six? Would you still no. start him? I, I, I personally I, would. I would start I, I, okay. I think like what we should always do, and this is the plan that, that we would want to do if, if everything worked out, is that we would gently introduce these players. Obviously, McAllister should be ready to go off the bat type of thing. But, you know, I don't want to see a whole brand new three midfield on the first day of the season. You need an old head in there just to kind of get the taxes across, get the new system in. Hopefully everyone has it and um, gets sorted out in preseason. But would Fabinho be the one to start for me? I would, I would think so. Yeah, it's obviously... Tiago, Tiago could could come back, could 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 fill that role or be the starter as well. But I I, I would have no issue with seeing Fabinho start the season as well. And I think that should, needs a bit more time as well. I agree. Yeah, and would, look, we've seen start. it even Fabinho himself when we signed him. There was a there was a big settling period. He didn't start week in week out. There was a big period where Fabinho was sort of in and out of the team, and that's how Klopp likes to do things. Unless we go and get an incredible player that would just come in, like Craig alluded to McAllister. I I agree. I I think he can just come into this team. But somebody like Manu Kone, who we will touch on at the end, if he comes in, I don't see him just being put straight into it. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Um, let's move on then, guys. That was a great conversation, to be fair. But um, I'm just going to list all the wins from that point onwards. And then we're going to just talk on that last sort of 10-game, 10, 10-12-game 10, end to the season. Um, Tottenham, we beat them 2-1. Uh, beat Southampton 3-1. Leicester 2-1. We beat Wolves in the Cup 1-0. Liverpool 2, Everton 0. Newcastle, we beat them 2-0. We beat Wolves 2-0. Man United 7-0. Leeds 6-1. Forest 3-2. West Ham 2-1. Liverpool 4, Tottenham 3. Amazing game. game. (laughs) Um, Liverpool 1, Fulham 0. 1-0 against Brentford. And 3-0 against Leicester. So, Shiggs, I'm going to come back to you, mate. We have this thing where when we are asked to go on a run, we usually can, if it's yeah. right at the end of the season for whatever reason, we usually do sort of give it the best shot we can. Seven, eight, nine, but, ten games. We yeah. Can do it. The damage was already done this time, though, wasn't it? And it was just yeah, a bit too far for us to... That was too far. Yeah. It, it, it was looking like we could... See... <laughs> we just needed other results to help us as well. No, but these two games are, are symptomatic of Liverpool season. We beat United 7-0. And then lose to Bournemouth. And then we got to lose to Bournemouth. And in the back of my head, I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, there's no way these guys are going to go to Bournemouth and lose. And then for the after the first 20 minutes of the game, I was just like, oh, we're going to lose. You knew it. We, we all, like, that was the first thing I said to anyone. I was like, we all knew this was going to happen, didn't we? <laughs> 
We didn't want to say it, but we all knew. Yeah, yeah, indeed. That would be, and then obviously when Salah missed the penalty, he was just like, oh, this game, I'll switch right. it off. I said, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. But was, that, no, was, that the first of his two, was that the first of his two off-target penalties? Yeah, that was, the first, that? One, that was the first one. That was the first one because Arsenal one was the second. Mm. So, so yeah, but but it was it was just like those games we went on a run that we, it was just like okay we were slightly getting into because I I'll put it like this if we beat Bournemouth and we beat someone else we drew with as well I can't remember who it was. If we beat Bournemouth, we get top four. I, I, I have no shadow of a doubt. Because we drew to that was Chelsea, like, didn't we? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I think but that Chelsea game we were lucky to get a point out there. Listen, that would yeah. have been that was a that would have been criminal if we had won that game because we were yeah. absolutely arse in that game. But but anyway, that's the that's the conversation for another time. But yeah, it just it we still have something whereby we can put a run together. Now it just we just need to the mentality needs to reset for the beginning of next season so that when we hit the ground running, we haven't got no charity show, we gotta do what we did, and we come out and we whatever team hopefully looting away, we go there and we blast them. No, I, I, I'm not being funny, away. I'm not disrespecting looting away, mate. I think that's I'm gonna be a horrible game. Them, but let's be honest, we should be tucking them in. No, we should, we should tricks, be beating them. Nah, <laughs> looting away, looting away is like the equivalent, right? Of going to the new camp against prime Barcelona for yeah. a day of the season, right? <laughs> Guys, looting away first game of the season. I don't care if City go there, if Arsenal go there, whoever goes there is not going to be the biggest game of their like recent times. And by the way, guys, just a quick one, just a side note we have secured a guest from every single Premier League club to come on the channel and give previews. So, for the first time in the Alfred Talk history, we're going to be communicating with a Luton Town fan. So it's crazy. Um, I can't wait for that. Big up to, um, I can't remember what they're at is, but we will have them on here very shortly. Uh, so yeah, stick around for those. We're going to be doing preview shows for every single game, talking to other fans about their club and our club and how we think the games are going to go. Um, Craig, let's go back to you, mate. After seeing Liverpool get, you know, these wins and if we just take away the last game, because that was just a circus, I think I said to my brother when I was in the stands, like, these lads just want to go on holiday now. You could see it in the yeah. body language. They weren't bothered. So if we kind of just take away that last game, do you have confidence from that run that going into the next season with new faces, new additions, maybe a refresh squad that we will be able to sort of go on that run at the start of next season? Yeah, big time. Like I've, you know, I'd put my hand up and say that I was one of the people that said, "I don't think I, we don't sign any new midfielders this year. We'll still get Champions League at after the January transfer window as well." As like this squad has it in them to go on and do it. And they, to be honest, that I still think they should have been challenging City as well. They were there's good enough players there as well. The biggest thing I think is the confidence for the players. Um, and you know they, they've they've now got a springboard they can use for next season, which is which is the biggest thing because we were playing for nothing and um, but we still we still turned it round because um, that was a big issue for us the whole way through was the mentality the complacency what are we playing for and that, and that type of thing but eventually eventually we clicked we're like all right here we just need to start winning games we need to start playing ball uh for we're not the champions uh, we're not going to be cha- uh, the winners of the league this year so that's the definitely the biggest thing um uh, the trend system i'm i'm a bit like yeah, okay, exciting. Um, but at the same time, it's we still we still need a backup. We still need uh, another variation of it. I'm I'm actually, I this could be a crazy shout, but I, I'm thinking about is Batichis the the, yeah. the going to be the backup for Trent in that system? 
because I, I don't think Gomez is good enough on the ball to to play the the right back or I don't know anything about Ramsey to be honest um, just yet I know he's he, he flies down the wing which is which might not suit the inverted role yet but I think Bacic and Fabinho in there could be could be an actual winner in terms of like that what game Southampton when Trent was just off it um so like yeah we we had the great run Trent was just killing it and then as soon as Trent wasn't on it we just we just dropped massively so what's our backup in in that situation and i think that's a big that's a big issue we need to we need to solve because we're so reliant on trent uh, we have other players that we can we can work around but if trent's not on his game i think we suffer massively so i've i've put it out there i think it should be batshit as his as his backup um in the inverted right back role um because he's still playing the kind of natural position that he is anyway and he's good on the ball too um unlike the other fellas and we know he's a monster in defense yeah, uh, Mike, I'm going to come to you and just pretty much ask you the same question, mate, um, to be honest, and then we'll move on to a few other bits and pieces. Um, just closing the door on that season, and like I say, just I know the performances still weren't there in some of those games that we won, but just to get that winning feeling back again, is this something that, you know, okay, now we are actually winning games, we can win games without necessarily being incredible, which we've not really done for the majority of the season. We did kind of do it in the last 10 games. Is is that something that we're taking into next season with a bit more hope? Yeah, listen, I I think the last ten games is shown a side of Klopp that I didn't know I I hadn't seen for a while, which was flexibility and changing the formation, willing to take a risk, also willing to take a risk with different players. And I think that's something that Klopp's maybe been a bit rigid on, but I'm not sure what game it was. It might have been the City game before Chelsea, right? And there was just, there was just something snapped, and it was just like, and he said he was resting players against Chelsea. I don't think he was resting players against Chelsea. I think that was a signal to a lot of players. You know, Van Dijk was left out of that game, you know, things like that. And I think that was kind of a moment. It was a, we've had plenty of wake-up calls this season, but I think that was a, okay, we've had probably an emergency team meeting and I've just told what majority of the usual starting 11, stay at home. Like, if you're not going to play, stay at home. And the Arsenal game followed that Chelsea game and that's when it all began. Um, and I'd, Trent in the inverted role is going to be interesting. Is it going to be something we can do long-term? I hope so. Because defensive, but defensively, we need to figure out a new formation. We really do. Because as Craig has said, as Shiggs has said, as I've said, sure, you've said as well, but I've definitely hopped on about it enough myself. The back post, Trent versus an in, inside forward or an oncoming midfielder, he doesn't win the battle. And that's down to his positional awareness, his body shape. This is, you know, these are things that if he hasn't learned now, I don't think he will learn. And that's no slight on him because I still think he's a better defender than people give him credit for. Mm. But I just think at the back post, that's his weakness, right? In the air, at the back, he switches off. He doesn't go to the right man. Yeah, to see it too often, right? Um, so defensive formation, I'm hoping we're able to alter and figure something out. I am confident going into this next season. I think this is a season that because we've got through and we finished in Europa, which I think was crucial, it's going to bring the team together more for the most part. You know, like I think of the season that, if you think of the season that followed when we finished third, right? When we're playing, you know, well, it sounds crazy, like third, as if that's a bad thing. But like, the what had led up to that was obviously excru- excruciatingly painful. You know, we had Steph, we had Henderson playing centre back with Kabak at one point. You know what I mean? Um, see, Shakes, look at well, look what Henderson did for us. You know, he's playing centre back for us. No, but yeah, Shakes for so yeah, Shakes has just about fight me over the over the camera. I can see it. But that's it. It's one of those. I think. Next season, there's a lot to be hopeful for. It looks like we are going to have a big window. You know, I'm expecting three sentiments. I'm expecting a centre-back. 
I think if we get those four signings in, regardless yeah. of a right back, regardless of another fullback, I'll be very confident for next season. I say confident. All I mean by confident is two good cup runs and. I don't think we'll challenge for the title. I'm not going to lie, I don't, don't think we'll challenge no for the challenge title. No challenge at all. I, uh, I, the depends how the first three games go. It's easy to say uh, that. I, I just don't think, yeah, I think, I'd, we'll maybe we'll be in the hunt, maybe we'll be around. What, 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 do you, what do you count as a title charge? How many points behind the leaders? Five. If we, if we finish this, a title charge for me is when we, we not what Arsenal did. That's, yeah, don't get me wrong. Arsenal well, it was for charge. most of the season, but it was yeah. like the last five to ten games. Just, Come the end of the season, I don't think we'll be within ten points of whoever wins the title. I'll say that. Okay, no, that's fair. I mean, and that might be negative. I might change I agree, my mind. I agree. I agree. I agree. But if we finish next season, I, I disagree for positivity. I respect it. <laughs> yes. I respect it. Great, my guy. I might be wrong, but I think if we win the Europa League, right? If we win the Europa League or we win both the FA Cup and League Cup, I'll take it either either way, right? I prefer the Europa How League personally. I personally prefer the Europa League, but if we win the Europa League and we finish second, I'd take that, which I know sounds yeah. negative, like we should go for the title, but we need to bounce back this season. And this season is going to be very similar to our second full season on the clock. First full season on the clock, rather, where I don't think we are going to see us at our best, but we are going to see us thriving in a new system. And we are going to be exciting to watch again. And we are going to be it not we're not going to be predictable going forward and i think that is something we can look forward to we're still in transition next season isn't going to be us fixed i don't think that yeah no 100% and let me just let me just come on this and we'll move on um i said after and you make the comparison with the covid season and i said the same thing after that i was on the on the stream there was a lad on on the pod um, i think it was my own channel to be fair but um i said to him we're going to be back like we'll sign canate and even then, this is crazy. I thought we were going to sign centre mids in that window. We never did. Um, I said, we'll sign Canate, we'll sign a midfielder, we'll be fine. Um, and everyone laughed at me and we went for a quad. So I'm saying the same thing. I think we sign McAllister, we sign Kone, we get a centre back. I think, again, I'm not saying that we're going to get 90 plus points, but I think we'll be competitive, we'll be up there. And I think that's just the first step. I mean, look. A lot of people won't be happy with that, and that's fine. I've heard people say, unless we win the league or Champions League, it's a failure. But, but they've never seen us where they where we have been, and if you know what I mean, that's yeah. Ben. You've seen it. You're yeah, of course, of course. I, you know I, mean? like, I, I was I was more than, not more than happy, but last season for me, I I couldn't believe that people were calling that a failure. To be honest, but that's a completely different conversation. Yeah. Um, but I I I still trust the manager as always. You know, he's an absolute world class manager, one of the best ever, and Ooh. we're still lucky to have him. He could have left. When the going got tough, he could have said, you know what, I've actually had enough. Uh, but he's still here. The board still are, are happy with him, because let's be honest, they could have sacked him. And they, if any other club would, were as bad as we've been this season, they sacked the manager. I don't think people could have had too many complaints. But clearly the board still see he's the man that's fit to take this club back There's to no where he us. And yeah. exactly, Shiggs, that's the question I've always asked these people. If you're willing to let him go, who are you bringing in? And they're like, yeah. uh, uh, there we are then. There's no one. Yeah. Um, but I look, think if we win our first window. three games of the season, that we will go on a proper proper title run. But if we draw yeah. any of the, draw or lose any of the first three games, then you know, uh, forget it. We'll we'll be going for a second or for Champions League. I love. I think we're a momentum team. I would, but do you guys think? For the, it sounds bad. This sounds like a waiting game. I don't think that Manchester City are going to. Be stopped until Pep leaves. I actually, I think when Pep leaves City, I do think we're going to see City become the type of City we've seen. Stop them, mate. Yeah. 
That's very true. That's Man very City are like yeah, are we, are we, are you trying mm. to say we're Iron Man because this season we were I'm, like Iron Man. But, so who's like, the only team to stop them? <laughs> yeah. we're, we're the only team that the only team. If it wasn't for us, this would this would be Liga Un. Or the no, Bundesliga. I get that. Listen, I get that. You say it would be, it would be if it weren't for us. It, I agree, I agree, but I think there's a heavier debate to have here just about Pep Guardiola as a manager because I know. Listen, I of course everyone can talk about Man City being you know Man City have done this, they broke all the laws in the world. But which they might have done. I don't want to say they have because currently it's all legality. Yeah. And you know, listen, listen. Until it comes out, I'm not going to be one to do it, right? You know, what's the whole innocent till proven guilty? You know, in, until they finish paying off the PFA. He emailed right? me. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on from Manchester. Wrap up, Mark, and then uh, we'll go on to. Yeah, let's, let's let's just get to the window. Let's see what happens. Uh, if we go for the title, we go for the title. Personally, I don't see it yet. I just want to briefly touch on some awards and there's not going to be many awards given out. I, they definitely haven't had an award ceremony for the season. Um, yeah, no. I, I just want us to briefly do it because we'll be going on for over an hour. We've still got some transfer stuff to talk about as well. Uh, so I'm just going to go around one by one asking everybody for their player of the season and I think it's pretty unanimous who that is going to be. Uh, mine is our very handsome number one, Alison Becker. Chicks. I'm going to go a Henderson. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm, joking. I'm going to say Alison. Yeah, I'm going to go Alison as well. Alison. Craig. Yeah, Alison, but I will say the two two moments in the season he did break my heart as well. I was like, no, not you. You're the only one. Yeah, that's going to go uh, yeah Alison. Yeah, it's all around Alison, isn't it? So there we go. Alison back here at the TAT. Player of the season. I'm sure that's up there with the uh, prestigious awards that he's won in his career. <laughs> yeah, they play uh, award, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young player of the season. Now I'm torn between this one, but I am going to give it to Stefan Bacetic because What's I the think age? just Sorry. 23 and under. Okay. I feel like for me it was between Bacetic and Jones, but I just feel like when oh, Bacetic came into the team. Um, there was no, nobody knew what was going to happen. Nobody had any sort of expectation that he was going to be our best midfielder at the age. I think he was actually 17 or maybe just 18 when he started coming into the team. Um, I'd never seen him play apart from like glimpses in pre-season. And, uh, you know, just seeing how he conducted himself in those games until he got the horrible season-ending injury, which I was absolutely gutted. And I think yeah. that's the point where when he got that injury and I'm, I was at work at the time and seen the news come through, I was just gutted because this kid had done so well to come in the team, make that spot his own, play like he'd been in the team for years. And now all of a sudden, an 18-year-old kid gets injured for the season and I'm genuinely sat here thinking, what are we going to do? And for me, that was when I thought, you know what? The fact that I'm this angry and upset, that tells me that this kid is the real deal. And I will say that everyone will go on about midfielders and rightfully so, we need two or three. But don't sleep on how good this kid is because he is incredible. Yeah. Shakes, who's your young player of the season? Um, I slightly... Percentage, obviously, is, is a chip leader just in terms of what he did when he came in. But I want to give it already mention. Really, really, yeah. Because even though he, he's not set the world alight, he did come in for a number of games and was kind of like, not instrumental, but done his job. And and for us this season, not enough people did that. And as a young player coming into a struggling team, 
There's only a, a lot of time he played. He done his job, so I'll give it to percentage, but I'll give it on the shout out to Harvey in it as well. I'm kind of disappointed on this bit of a sour note that Carvalho didn't get the time he should have, but hey, that's a conversation for another time. Yeah, no, of course, Craig. Uh, I, I had a big thought about this because it was tough, as you're saying about Bacetic. Um, just the lack of because his, his season ended early, and it took him a while to get into the team. I was actually wanted to give the young player of the year award to to Elliot because he had the fullest season and he did he did okay and he did pretty well for his age in it and then give two breakout of awards one for Jones and one for Batchett for one side for either side of the season I thought Batchett yeah. was our breakout star and could have been our player of the season if he kept if he kept playing the whole the whole year and um, mm. but when it, when it gets cut that early and I then thought Jones picked up the mantle after that so I want to give the two lads a good shout but yeah, I think you know Elliot. He, as exactly what Shiggs is saying, he didn't didn't set the world alight, but he definitely was a big part. Uh, he earned his keep, so I, I think he he definitely needs a shout in there as well. Yeah, just before Mike gives his, I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. I think Elliot is very you know heavily criticised, and he, I think young players definitely see the stuff that's written about them 100. Yeah. percent um, because when you're young, when you're fresh, you know, you, you, you are naturally going to look for it like you are. Um, so I think people just, I would urge people to just lay off him just a bit. Like, of course, if he's not your cup of tea, of course, we want better players than him to start for us. You know, we want the best team we could possibly have. But I've always said for Harvey Elliott, there's a space in our squad for him. And even more so now that we're going to be in the Europa League, you can easily play every game in that competition. But Mike, who's yours, mate? Yeah, I'm actually going to say Harvey Elliott. Uh, and the reason I'm saying Harvey Elliott, now, I've got quite a, I stick with the staunch defence for him, to be honest. I think he's adapting to a somewhat of a new position on the right side of the three. When he was playing there originally and got injured, it was a different role. It was a slightly different role he was playing in that three. He was then asked to play the Henderson role in the three, which is different to what he was originally playing. And I thought, although defensively at times he was caught out, although offensively at times maybe his decision-making was questionable, that play, he, he gave everything. He never didn't. You know what I mean? He, he, he was a, he 100% ran himself into the ground every single game. Might not have always been a great performance, but he did. He never he never stopped trying. And mm-hmm. I think there is a real player in there. I think when I say a real player, I, I mean a real quality player, a top four quality player, and a player that at times could st- should start for us. I really I've got nothing but love for Arby Elliott, and I I hope that he can find his path in this team and consistently develop because there's a reason Klopp trusts him and chose to trust him for as long as he did, mm-hmm. and um, he's. Elliot playing in the confident Liverpool side is a very exciting player. And I think next season, hopefully, same with Jones, we'll see that. Uh, we'll see the best of them. And of course, obviously, you know, shout out to Stefan uh, Bajatic and uh, Curtis Jones, like uh, was said by the other two as well. I think they were both fantastic at different points this season. I'm sure if Stefan uh, stayed fit as well, he probably would have been mine. Um, Jones is just an exciting player. It's a second breakout season for him. And I think, thankfully, he's able to shut up a lot of, uh, you know, armchair critics. Uh, on social media, I was one uh, of them. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, bro, I was one of them. I put my hands up. I, 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 sorry, yeah. I, I gotta put, gotta get this in there before on on the podcast. Oh, here we go. Uh, in the nil all Chelsea match, I put out a tweet bef- before Jones's run saying Jones is gonna have a better career than Enzo Fernandez from here on out. <laughs> right, and okay. I, I've that, been proven. I've been proven right so far. <laughs> Enzo did win the World Cup. In fairness, yeah, Enzo won the World Cup, and it's uh, it's from been it's been two Okay, okay, okay. You didn't, you didn't give me the caveat. Well, we understand. Yeah. We understand. 
uh, let's yeah, get on we to can edit that out. Edit that out for Craig's sake. I'll stand by it. Enzo made let's move on to the good stuff, done. guys. Because I just put a tweet out saying that transfer talk is coming up, and we've just had loads of people join. So let's not oh, keep yeah. waiting. This is the this is the stuff everybody wants to discuss. We've spoken about the absolute disaster of a season for long enough. Let's get on to some exciting news. Um, I'm pretty sure everybody's fed up of seeing that this lad is about to sign for us, but it looks like it is going to be done very, very soon. And let me just say, when it is done, we have a stream lined up with a Brighton uh, podcast who's going to come on here and we're going to talk about Alexis McAllister, the player, what he can bring to Liverpool, all that kind of stuff. So um, Fabrizio Romano says, Liverpool plan for Alexis McAllister deal, complete player side details this week. Uh, personal terms are almost agreed and finalised the deal next week. Bearing in mind, this was the 31st of May. We're now on Friday. So the days are, you know, they, we're ticking off the days here. It's getting closer and closer. Liverpool are prepared to pay the exit clause that is less than the reported 70 million before goes to plan on player side. And then he quoted it and said, McAllister to Liverpool will cost way less than the 65, 70 million. As said yesterday, fixed amount to sign from Brighton is not that high. The plan is to complete him next week. And again, this was on the 1st of June, so this was yesterday. Um, Shiggs, first of all, mate, we've seen this lad play against us. We've seen him ball out in the World Cup final. We've seen what he can do. We've seen him score a winning clutch, a winning clutch goal um, penalty against Manchester United. Is this a signing that excites you to come to our team? Very much so. I just have, I just hope he lives there. I just hope he plays to, the, to his namesake that was talking in Liverpool. If he plays anything like the, the first McAllister, <laughs> Gary, listen, yeah. we've got a winner there. Gary Marco. What a guy. Maybe, maybe he'll let he'll, he'll, he'll help us win the Europa League like the other McAllister did, you know? Who knows? <laughs> I shaved the head. Yeah, <laughs> but no, <laughs> listen, you've seen what, he, what he's about. Good on the ball, um, smart, intelligent, can play a good through ball. That we, we kind of we don't really have that. Naby was supposed to be that, but he was his body couldn't hold up to the rigors. Hopefully, McAllister's body can, and he can be pulling the strings and playing those through balls for for Nunes. Because I hope this signing will help Nunes in terms of his um, goal contribution next season as well. So yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah. It's a sign that we've, we've all wanted and I just can't wait for it to happen. I'm not sure. Are they going to give him the number 10 um, jersey? Because he, he was number 10 at Brighton, weren't he? Yeah, I'd, I'd assume that he will take that because it is free. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, no, I'm yeah. happy with it. Yeah, coming to you, Craig. Um, Shiggs has touched on the number and if he's any uh, half as good as our previous number 10s, Mane and Coutinho, we won't go far wrong, will we? No, no, no. He, like he's he's a lovely player to watch, and that's that's one of the like it's nice to have you, when you have your workhorses, you can appreciate them and things like that. But when someone's easy on the eye, um, as well as well as all that, it just makes things a, a little bit easier. And but yeah, like all the boxes we've been missing, um, this year especially, you know, he'll, he'll be he'll be ticking it uh, just because I think there you know, there's times when we just needed a bit more calmness, but also a bit of precision as well. So he, he you know he really is ticking all the boxes, and yeah, really looking forward to him just. Fitting into the system and, and taking us one step, well, three steps forward, I hope, four, four steps forward. What position do we finish in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, Mike, what, what are you saying, mate? Do you think this is a player that fits the way that we're currently playing? Do you think we might have to tweak a couple of things? Like, as a player, how do you see this guy fitting in for us? 
I think he's going to fit in seamlessly. I think uh, Henderson's very much been occupying the role. We're going to see see him in. I see him on the right side, linking up with Salah and Trent. Um, I think technically he's just phenomenal. His ball retention ability is incredible. He's press resistant. He's a hard worker. His injury list is short, which is obviously nice to see for a Liverpool midfielder, or soon to be, hopefully. Um, and him getting number 10, I think kind of shows the kind of trust we have in him. I think he's going to be a player that isn't, uh, a concern, you know. I think he's going to be consistent for us. I think you can guarantee hard work out of him, which is important. And uh, the way we try and pl- play with you know high pressing football, he's got the legs for it. Which you know, as we were discussing earlier in the pod, something we severely lacked for you know the last season. So, yeah, very excited for him to sign. How old is he? Yeah, twenty four. Yeah, twenty four. Oh, happy days. Yeah. My opinion is that yeah, I agree with everything you guys have said. I think he's more, in terms of who we currently have, he's more similar to how Thiago would play. And I think I've said this before on the podcast, I think obviously getting the the players in that are going to run the whole game and are going to be good defensively and good off the ball, which he is. But I think getting somebody on the level of Thiago's ability, and I'm not saying he's there yet, but I think it's equally as important because we've gone on season by season by season relying on Thiago's fitness, waiting for this guy to come back because I still think next season Thiago will be our best midfielder. I still don't think anybody's going to come in and take that away from him. And if they do, wow, what a player. Um, but I just feel like we're, we're this signing for me just makes so much sense because Thiago's coming into his you know the final year, I think, of his contract. Um, and if we have this guy up and running by the time Thiago leaves, because I'm pretty sure he's not going to get an extension, um, then we'll be absolutely fine. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my piece, and I, I'm absolutely buzzing for this guy. And my opinion is that it will be done soon. That's not you know any information that the Anfield Talk have had. It's just based on me looking at all the reports that we've seen. Um, Fabricio is adamant that it's going to be done by sometime next week. So um, let's just see where that goes. Um, the next story is there's two more play- well three more players we need to talk about so we best get a move on uh Shig, you were dead excited when i briefly mentioned this guy's name earlier um liverpool are informed that the price tag for manu kone as talks took place this week the midfielder could be available uh for 35 to 40 million we made a spelling mistake there um the Reds are working to complete McAllister deal and then Kone is on the list. So essentially what Fabricio is saying here, mate, is we're going to tick McAllister off and then go, right, let's go get Kone. So what are you saying about that? I, look, to, as, as Mike said, no, no one's seen this guy play. I, and I haven't either. And I'm going off what I've seen on YouTube and stuff like that. But we, we need somebody that has energy. We need somebody that can carry the ball because I, I, maybe Harvey... Who in our midfield can carry the ball? A genuine question. I'm not even trying trying to troll. It's Gakpo, uh, isn't it? When he drops deep. No, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about from the midfield, as, as in. Yeah, yeah. But the, what I'm saying is, out of out, if if there's anybody that's gonna do it, it would be Gakpo when he drops deep and then carries the ball forward. That's yeah. that's how bad yeah. it is. Our midfielders. It, 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 goes, it goes from Matip to Gak, Gakpo. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Matip was the one that get carried it out of defence, and then we've got no yeah. one in the midfield that can do it. Yeah. So again, I'm only going off what compilations, and sometimes they lie, but he looks like he's a bit of a live wire in midfield, and we've needed that for a while. We need somebody that's not. Just get the ball and pass it. Let me have a go at somebody. Let me let me take somebody in and go past them. Like that's what I'm. That's what I'm so more more excited about. That we have a midfielder that is not just 
oh, we know what he's going to do. He's going to get the ball and pass. No, you don't. He's going to get the ball, maybe he'll drop his shoulder and go past someone and then commit other people, which, which frees up other space for our attackers. Because if you see, if this season, what we were guilty of, no one was ever, no one in our midfield was beating a man. It was always pass, pass, pass. Maybe there's an opening, Trent will make a pass and someone get through. Sometimes you have to commit other players in order to create other space for other people. And hopefully this guy will be able to do it. And he can play in the six as well. So if Fabinho is having a stinker, Fabinho can hit the bench and realise, look at himself. And this guy can kind of take take a, a leading role. Maybe not at the beginning of the season, but just know the, the midfielders know that if we don't do play up to a level, we're going to be on the bench. So that's why I'm hoping we get him in as well. No, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, just before we continue, guys, there's 36 people in here. Please make sure you smash that button if you haven't already. Subscribe yeah. to the channel for more regular Liverpool content. We're also dropping videos on the channel as well, just short videos, summarising transfer news and all of that stuff. So make sure you drop a subscription. It costs you nothing. It supports one of your favourite, which I'm assuming uh, if you're tuned into the stream, you're a fan of TAT. So please support us. Please help us out. It would mean a lot. Um, Craig, I'm the same as Shiggs, mate. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I watch Bundesliga on a Friday night or whenever it's on. Um, I know very little in terms of what I've seen in a full 90 of Kone. Again, I have done a bit of research over the last couple of days. I've watched the old YouTube compilations, which Shiggs says rightfully so. Sometimes they lie. But what <laughs> I've read about this guy is that he is like very good defensively, but also on the ball. He's also, you know, top quality as well. So how important do you think it would be for us if we got this guy in to have those almost two attributes into one? Oh, massive, massive, yeah. Like, and But I think the, the big thing for me here is watching this price tag just kind of go down and down and down as time goes on, which is which is lovely to see. Uh, yeah. But I think, I think he, he is, from what I've seen, or uh, the bits and bobs, again, I'm not going to pretend I watch him week in, week out, but... Uh, definitely a work in progress uh like a nice canvas to work off you have the the physicality uh, he's he loves jewels like he's he's one of the highest um got the one of the highest jewel stats and uh, going in the yeah. Bundesliga which is which is what we were missing massively because if you have the people dueling you can at least get the ball back and even if you're not on form with the ball you can kind of make make your chances but our big issue this year was just not getting the ball back as well before before we were then crap and attack um <laughs> So <laughs> no, like I, I, I'd love to see it. I like I'm not I'm not overly convinced with him on the ball. I know he, he has the attributes to to go on with it, but I think that's the area that he'll he will need to work on with us more. Um but yeah, the physicality and just the, the presence in midfield would be huge. I will say I'm a I'm a big fan of Taram. I know that's that's obviously um on, on the way. So I'll yeah. I'll I'll shut up I'll shut up about Kone because I can't say too much more than what I've said already. Yeah, Mike, I'm gonna give you this, mate. Um and then we'll all come back together and discuss it. Um uh, but Fabrizio then goes on to say, when was this? This was today, that Liverpool have held direct contacts with both the agents of Manu Kone and Kefram Taram. But then he goes on to say that there is a feeling that Manu Kone is an easy deal because of the low fee. Absolute shock horror with Liverpool. But Kefram Taram will be more expensive and it is unclear um, if Liverpool want both as of now. Would you be in favour of getting both? Do you think that we need one more than the other? Like, How are you seeing yeah. these two play out, mate? Okay, so when I look at these two players, Kone is more of a six. Like, if anyone's looking at Kone thinking that he's going to be a goal scorer midfielder or he's going yeah. to be creative, it's not his game. It's not his game. He breaks up play, right? 
I think we do need that kind of player. We do. But we also need players like Taram. We uh, we actually are crying out for a player like Taram. Because Taram, although he is similar in that respect, I, I wouldn't expect Taram to come into our team and score eight to ten goals in a season. I don't think that's his game either. I think his game is probably similar to that of a, a genie without him. You know, in the sense that ball retention, phenomenal. The ability to drive through midfield. Yeah, the ability to drive through midfield mm-hmm. and turn defence to attack in just a sprint. You know, that's the kind of players... that. The three profiles that we have here in McAllister, Taram and Kone, their similarities are their ability to drive with the ball, ball retention and quality in that respect. Um, you know, Taram and Kone, phenomenal in terms of their defensive attributes, especially for such young ages, they're both 22. So if you look at these profiles, like it's very clear that we are ba- we are looking at certain players that I'd probably say we've we've always lacked on the club. Probably only had when we've had Thiago and Genie, because I wouldn't put Fabinho or Henderson in, in the category of what I've just described. Um, so it's interesting to see that we're linked with both. I'd like to see us sign both. I think we'd benefit from signing both massively because in those tighter games where we need to press high and we need to just break teams up, these guys would be perfect. And that's what we need. Yeah. We need that high energy. I think they bring that. I think they're also both both being 22, McAllister being 24. You're getting six, six to eight years, absolute prime yeah. time, develop them on the clock. You wouldn't have to rush them into the 11 or at least not both into the 11 straight away and bed them in like we did Fabinho and bed them in like we did Robertson. And yeah, I'd, I'd love to see us get both. You get Kone for what was 25, 30 and talking to around probably 40. You're spending 120 mil on three top midfielders. Mm. This then comes back to the, you know, those three or Bellingham. Oh. I think it's really apparent. No, no, I'm only bringing that up just for the sake no, of... No, 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 that was my question for Shiggs. That was my question I'll feed you to it. Oh, I'm not even going yeah, to answer it. Give it to Shiggs, give it to uh, Yeah, no, you're spot on. And Shiggs, I was just going to come in and ask you, mate, to wrap up on these two players here. Well, three. Um, I, I put this tweet out the other day and it was absolutely unanimous in terms of the response. But you're going for a Jude Bellingham for 100 mil or more plus 300 grand yeah. a week all these three in terms of what we've seen for Liverpool this season because I've always said Jude Bellingham is the dream of course we all were hoping we signed him but I think looking back in hindsight Jude Bellingham's a player that you add to a team like Man City or Real Madrid exactly you were already there but when your team's as broken as we are mate and everything's just an absolute mess getting these three is surely much better value for money isn't it all day like it's all like listen all, all respect to Jude, he's a quality player. Unbelievable player. You, if we get Jude and miss out on these three players, does anything change in the Liverpool team? We get, we get a better. We we do get better, but I agree. We get we, one player, one yeah, player. Get, he, 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 he would midfield still. No, nah, he would. He would improve our team as we speak. We, I'm not saying we'd. I don't, know, I, 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 not to the point where we could get no, back. To we wouldn't go for a quad again. No, no. But we, he would improve us. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that if we sign Jude, no, you know, I'm, we magically. Don't get me wrong. When, 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 we, when we found out we weren't going for him, I was a little bit annoyed because you knew how much he was going to cost for, for, for how long. But this is a very good alternative and it, 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 it covers more bases in terms of us being able to make the ch- changes in game. If we're losing a game, we can bring one of these midfielders on or both of them on to try and open up the game. If we're, lo- if we're winning, we can bring this guy on to one of these guys to shore up the game. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a win-win. If, I hope they do get all three of them. I hope they do because look, three into one. Instead of paying what 120 for one player, we can pay up make 130 for three players, and they're all quality players as well. So it's a bit of a no-brainer for me. Yeah, and 
apparently the reason why Kone is going to be so cheap is because Gladbach need to sell him. They're in a bit of financial difficulty, I think. Uh, did, did you see? Did you see the revelation, uh, revelation today about the new sporting director in? in yes. Go on, Craig. Take it away. So, uh, okay, we've got to get the name right. This is the first time saying it. Uh, I just call him uh, George, like, and I don't know his brother. Yeah, George Smagta. Uh, so his brother has been, he was a scout in Borussia uh, um, he is now might be promoted up into sporting director oh sweet them, them brown envelopes yeah family discount and all of that yeah, yeah. imagine yeah. that around the dinner table you know what I mean <laughs> Can we get five mil off Kone? All right, I'll do the dishes. Five mil off Kone. Yeah, no, he's not, mate, he's not doing the dishes. He's telling a joke. Get it right, man. Oh, he's telling a joke. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I I echo everything you guys have said. I think getting these two, because what would Kefron be? I think they've said 50, 60 mil. Kone's 25, 30, so that's 80. And then you add 50, 60 for McAllister. That barely comes up to 150. So... Um, hundred percent. It makes sense to get them all oh, relatively low sorry, wages. Sorry, as well. I think Ham, Hams has corrected me to say it's his son. It's his uh, son. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. better. Okay. Even yeah, better. Yeah, so... you're, you're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come around the house no more. All right. You're not yeah. the house. <laughs> well, I think um, what I was saying is these guys are all going to be low wages as well. Like these guys will probably be on fifty grand max. I don't even think Kone will be on anywhere near that, to be fair. So um, it's brilliant in terms of that sense. We've freed up. We all know how much money we've just freed up. Naby's on at least 200. Milner was on. I think he took a pay cut, to be fair. Ox was on 100 and something. Um, Firmino was, was on, on a lot as well. Yeah, so we've freed up a lot of money. So I think it definitely makes sense. But there's also one more guy we need to talk about. Um, another big link that's come out. And again, it's George using his sources. Um, George Schmach, just George, yeah. uh, will <laughs> hold talks with Wolfsburg in the coming weeks regarding the future transfer of Mickey van der Ven to Liverpool. The German club asked for 40 million euros for the centre-back with Jurgen Klopp as a huge fan. I don't know if you guys have seen that clip. Oh, I've yeah. We've seen how quick <laughs> thing is, underrated as well. So you got that clip, which obviously in- incredible, the speed he's got. Go, go, go! Look at his other highlights this season. This is a proper centre back, man. He's left sided, which is Ben. What was I saying the last two? What are we at? Come on, <laughs> listen. I don't get much credit in much things, but I've been saying we needed this, and this is exciting to know this is what we're after properly. It's a left sided centre back. Well. Say that again. He's a massive guy as well, bro. Six yeah. four. Like, was it set pieces next season? This should be a dream for Trent. We got like yeah, four or five players at six foot four. Potentially, that, that, that was my only issue with McAllister. Is like, oh, he's kind of ruining our, our vibe of buying loads of new small <laughs> players. Because uh, <laughs> like our set pieces are just getting better year on year as well. So yeah, that was that was sad. But uh, the two lads, yeah, they they, they rock the set pieces going forward. It's gonna be exciting. I think what's interesting as well is he can play left back. So you think oh, that, that's massive right? if we're gonna carry on this new system, isn't it? Yeah. So that's I mean, what I say. Shiggs. I think of that transition right into into that forward formation where Robbo's dropped a lot deeper now. And we almost play that three centre-backs. You have him there. Suddenly, if he's able to cover that left-hand side in the same way we have Canate covering the right-hand side, it's a lot more balanced. And that, that back post suddenly gets a lot more coverage because people are shifting yes. over and it's a lot more fluid instead of Robinson having to play this makeshift. And I think that's exciting because Van Dijk then comes to the middle, maybe gets less exposed as a result as well because he's been exposed a few times this season. So right. 
I'm excited by that. I'm really excited by it. If we bring him in, I'm very excited by that. What are you guys saying on it? Same thing? Listen, yeah. I was so when I saw that when it, when I saw him do that spin. Because I, I, I was trying to find out which one. And then when they circled it, I said, nah, he was winging. <laughs> <laughs> I said, all right, yeah, all right, come, come, come. Listen, I'll take that. Yeah, sorry. I was just, just going to say what Hamza put in there. He's a Liverpool yeah. fan as well, so like that, that, uh, yeah. that'd, yeah. that'd be massive. Him, you know? his dad, there's a picture of him and his dad at Anfield. I don't know if you've seen yeah. it. They're yeah. at the Arsenal game. Yeah, a different Arsenal game, but like an Arsenal game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, love, love yeah, and look, all of those guys would would come up to probably just below 200 maybe if we sign them all I'm not saying we're going to sign them all there's still a big question mark as to if we're going to sign one of the two of the midfielders uh, but McAllister will come through that's going to happen uh, I've just put my neck on the line there haven't I but um, that is going to happen I'm pretty certain if it doesn't I'm going to deactivate on Twitter but um, yeah, Sorry, yeah, I think it will on the line there haven't you um, yeah. <laughs> but um, guys that's we're just going to wrap up because we're going on for a long time but I just want to uh, give you guys the chance to just just briefly give any early shouts for next season, really, before we wrap up. So, Shiggs, what are you saying? If we have that window with those players that we just discussed, where do you realistically see us, like, coming next season? What do you see us doing? Do you see this new system that Klopp's brought in, like, as a long-term yeah, thing? All, all, all those players? Yeah, say we sign them all. We, get, we win the Europa League. Oh, we mate, if we don't win that, then... No, but I don't think we, as our current squad stands, it's not a given that we, if we get those four players, we go and win it. There's no, no Sevilla, Sevilla could still be in it again. So, like, yeah, well, no, we owe them. We owe them. We owe them. We owe them. No, no, no. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, hang on. I don't want to do this. We owe this team. No. It yeah, I know. I know. Please. I know. But I'm saying that if we, if we, if we, Europa League. I'm I'm torn between second oh, and third. What <laughs> 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 was so deep in thought? We all thought he froze. No, no, no. I'm saying with those players, if we if we get all those players, we win the Europa League, and depending on how we start the league, if we win in all our first our first three games, we go on to finish second. If we don't, we finish third, and maybe have a good FA Cup run, semi final kind of thing. That's why I think. As a yeah, man I, who I, uh, is going to be in the country where the Europa League final is, mate, is that something that you're desperate to see Liverpool get to? Yeah, oh yeah, massive. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm buying the tickets anyway. Um, I'm, I'm booking a flight mate. soon. As soon as I yeah. see the date, I'm booking a flight. Yeah, Craig, I'm booking a flight. I'm not, I'm not going to dox where, where, where I live right now. But yeah, I get. You. <laughs> 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 no, but like. Um, uh, but the big thing, yeah, yeah do not book hotels because it is it, Dublin is insanely expensive without any events being on. So just a pre-warning, uh, when Klopp says book the hotels, he's got a really good idea. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Hopefully like he I doesn't say it this time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I I feel like Europa. I'm not. I, I want us to win it. And I feel like we're doing, but I'm not going to judge our season off the, the Europa League. Uh, I think no. European competition, anything can happen. Um, and, you know, the injuries could come at the wrong time. And you never know. And I don't think it's going to make or break our season. But I th- feel like we'll judge ourselves on the league table um, first and foremost. And that will, that will show us where we've, how much we've improved um, from this year. So I'm I'm backing us to go second and first or second or first, you know, and I just think that really depends on things that are out of our control. Um, so like, 
you know, Haaland takes an injury, we win the league. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If not, but you never know, like, as in, we could say this now and the whole defence could just drop on the first day of the season and then we'd all look like two. Um, Or or else we could just do what we did a few years ago and just smash it from the start and everyone's just given up before the the month of September is even done. Yeah, and no. here, but, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive, and I really just think that the first first few games of the season will set the tone, um, and hopefully we won't be looking for answers in January. Absolutely, Mike. Yeah, I think uh, next season, I think Salah's again gonna you know do your twenty goals and your ten plus assists in the prem. I'm not worried about that. I think we'll finish second. Um, I think we'll give it a run. I don't think we'll come as close to the league as people think. I think Europa League is going to be a lot harder than people think as well. I think you got to remember, uh, yeah, third place in the Champions League because we got we got to be careful with this because like it, all it takes is a Barcelona and or a Madrid. Watch watch Madrid finish third in the group. Like watch it happen. <laughs> no, no, you're laughing. You're laughing. I'm calling it, man. Madrid is seeing us in Europa oh, League. Oh my god, I'm sick of that team. Now half the squad off to Saudi, right? Say what? I think Benzema and Modric have been linked out to Saudi Arabia in the last uh, week or so, and it looks like... Yeah, you know. exactly. So, no, because what, Jude Bellingham against us in the quarters? I can see it. It's fine. Um, love it. Love it, Mike. Yeah, sorry, shit, I'm just giving you nightmares, isn't it? But, um, so, listen, I think a good run in the Europa League. I want to see us get to the finals. I want to see us win it, obviously. Uh, I want to see us do well in all the cup competitions. I really do. Yeah. I think if we sign... I, I don't expect anything less than quarters in every single one. And I think if we get to the quarters, just because of how we are as a team, I'd expect us to go a lot further. Um, the main thing for me next season is a successful season for me is one trophy minimum, but also seeing our identity and seeing our identity back and seeing players playing positive football and seeing a smile on players' faces. I know that sounds so, so quite no, s- simple and mundane, but I, I don't want to see our fan base or our players look like they have this season again. I want us to look back on the up. I want everyone to see the direction. Because this season we've all felt directionless, so I'm, I'm hoping we can see that. I think there's a lot of potential in this team. I'm hoping Nunes has a breakout season. Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see him find his feet. Um, I'm curious to see how we work it with him and Gakpo, but I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited for next season. So yeah, what about you? Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree, mate. I, I think the, I always believe that it's never <laughs> as bad as you think, and mm. of course we've had a terrible season. But apart from Man City. Each and every single one of our rivals and teams that have been with us along the way have had a swelling Europe League, every single one of them. So for us to get our first since Jurgen Klopp came in, since that first season, which we weren't in it because of him, by the way, it was what happened before. You know, it's just our turn. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, football comes around in cycles, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to be back. It doesn't mean that this is the end. In fact, this is what everyone's been saying is going to be like a Klopp 2.0. And that's exciting because... You know, we saw how Klopp built the first team, you know, signing Gino Wijnaldum from Newcastle and Mane from Southampton. And um, I know Firmino was already there when he came in, but he comes from Hoffenheim. Salah comes from Roma. You know, we never went out and signed the big superstars. I know we got Thiago a bit later on, but, um, you know, it was just amazing to see him build the team. So if there's anybody I trust to build a team that's going to come and do it again, it's Jürgen Klopp. So for me... Again, I want to win the Europa League. I'm not going to disrespect it just because we're in it. I'm not going to say, oh, we're too good for it because we're not. That's the level we're at now. That you know, We have to remember that. We're there for a reason. That's uh, our standard as it is. Doesn't mean that has to be our standard for a long time. So again, we have a successful summer window. We go for all the trophies. 
we go for a title charge. If the other trophies are getting in the way of the league, then I would say just focus on the league. Let's try and finish high up yeah, in the league. I think that is always the priority. Yeah, well, I, listen, it, I would still like to go for the Europa League if we're in the knockouts. Um, but like, a, if we are in a title race, then yeah, I agree with you. Don't do it, Arsenal. But um, guys, we'll have a better season next season. There's absolutely no doubt about it. This team always finds a way to come back and um, we'll be just fine. But before we wrap up for the end of this season, I just want to thank every single person that's been on the podcast, whether you've been on loads like Shigs, whether you've just joined the team like Mike and Craig, whether you've just made one brief appearance. Also, every single person that's been watching, there's 30 in here right now. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to do this with an amazing group of lads. You know, the Anfield talk, and I'm not just saying this because I'm part of it, it is the best Liverpool account out there. And, you know, this is just the beginning for us. There's so much exciting stuff that's coming which we can't talk about just yet but just stick with us keep going and um yeah when uh the pre when the fixtures get announced we'll be able to give you guys an idea of when the preview shows are coming as well with the, the guests from other clubs there's some decent guests coming on as well um which again i'm not going to disclose yet but um just before I do go, Badeo says we want Josh. Big up to Josh, by the way. Josh is uh, yeah, he's taken right, Twitter by storm over the last few weeks, and uh, mm. it, again, it's a it's a, a joy to have him as part of the team. And uh, great Footy Boy says big up to yeah. great signing, mate. Um, big up you as well, Footy Boy. And uh, yeah, guys, all I can say now: smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, and we'll see you when some signings get announced. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.